Do you love women in charge dynamics? Are you ready to take your feminine dominance skills to the next level? To learn to dominate safely, creatively, and most of all, confidently? Looking for information on how to encourage growth, learning, and discipline in your power dynamic? Or maybe you want to learn how to really submit in a woman-led dynamic. Are wondering how to find the right dominant partner for you? And to learn and train to please her the best way possible. You're in luck. FLR, Femdom, and Women in Charge is happening online June 10th through 12th and is now open for registration. Get your ticket to get access to the special learning and interactive events leading up to the weekend. Enjoy Femdom-centered content to share and discuss. Plus, get your personal invite to a special Discord server to meet other Women in Charge enthusiasts, to get to know each other, and connect before and after the event. Find out more at womenincharge.info. That's womenincharge.info. Welcome to the Dating Kinky Podcast, a cast about love, sex, romance, and kink. I get my fair share of shitty first messages, people not reading my profile, and overall, ick online, just like everyone. However, I find that in my relationships, I have almost none of that. I am relatively drama-free. Now, I can't say my life is drama-free. I run a kinky education and dating site. I run or mod in several Discord servers. I host local events, and I run a service for hosts and organizers locally to share information that could impact our communities. I have plenty of drama, but none of it is mine. I was reminiscing with a girlfriend about one of her past relationships. I mentioned a time when she was about four months in and I said to her and her partner in exasperation, you two have had more relationship talks in four months than I and my partner have had in four years. And that pretty much sums it up. It's not that we don't talk about our relationship. We do. Almost constantly checking in, making adjustments, sharing information, etc. But the we have to have a talk talks, those are pretty rare. And it's the same with my closest friends and lovers. We just don't need to do that often because... We're all so strong in our boundaries and we can nudge and communicate and course correct so easily. And those who don't do that well, they don't stick around or they don't stay close. And that's okay. And because I'm on a bit of a boundary kick, (laughs) that's today's topic as well. You're asking the wrong question. I run a local to the RDU Triangle area in North Carolina Discord server and event that are designed to help kinky people meet other kinky people in the community. In that server, we have a channel dedicated to asking anonymous questions about dating, love, sex, and kink. And last week, one of those questions inspired this writing. The question was, 
Is it possible to have a healthy and fulfilling relationship with a narcissist? Someone responded and said that some narcissists are diagnosed and actively work to be better people. Another responded and pointed out that many people throw around the term narcissism to represent a cluster of behaviors that all humans cycle through in their lives. And so, of course, it's possible. Me, I prefer not to answer questions like this as they're stated because, to me, the answer doesn't help you. It's the wrong question. As someone had already answered, yes, it is possible to have a healthy relationship with an actual narcissist. Is it probable? No. And does that answer help them with the specific person in question? Not at all. Because the answer to whether it's possible to have a healthy relationship with, well, anyone is yes. But it's not probable because healthy relationships are complex and it takes both people having an elusive combination of qualities, including desire, relationship skills, and compatibility with you. What I prefer to do is answer the question that matters. How do I have a healthy relationship with anyone, no matter their mental diagnoses or lack thereof? And that's a simple answer. Have excellent boundaries. Because if you build good boundaries and honor them in all of your relationships, it doesn't really matter whether the other person has a mental diagnosis, is a fantastic person, or is a grade A smell fungus, because you will only allow the behaviors you're willing to accept in the relationship, and if when they overstep, you give them a chance to correct, or you leave. Simple. And you know what? It works. Because when you allow only the behaviors that work for you, from the people in your life, it won't matter whether they are a ruffian, a knave, or a back friend, because they will treat you as you deserve to be treated, or you leave. You don't spend time trying to figure out if a relationship could work, because you know if it is working or not. And if it's not, you can communicate changes that need to be made, or you can leave. But it's not that easy, is it? Well... I didn't say it was easy. I mean, it sounds easy. Set boundaries, maintain boundaries, rinse, repeat. But there are a whole lot of steps in there. One, you have to know what your boundaries are. Boundaries are not static. You will be discovering and shifting boundaries throughout your entire life based on what you want and need from your relationships and interactions. Two, you have to learn to communicate your boundaries. This means being able to discuss what you will and will not accept in a relationship in ways that other people can understand. Three, you have to learn how to know when your boundaries are being pushed or broken. For some, this is way harder than it sounds because they've been taught to ignore their feelings, to go along and be agreeable. They aren't as aware as others of that slight feeling of ick or the tickle at the back of their head warnings. And it's only after they've been harmed that they see that it happened. Four, you have to learn to communicate when your boundaries are being run over and how to fix that. Being able to say, 
hey, that doesn't work for me. This is a better option. Or I'm willing to work with you on something we both like is harder than it sounds, especially if you have no practice and maybe no one modeling that behavior for you. And to do it in a way that doesn't make the situation worse is a skill that can take time to develop. Five, you have to be your own best protector. That means you have to be willing to walk away when someone will not change or cannot respect your boundaries. Period. And six, you have to do it forever. Because your boundaries will constantly shift and change and you'll find new ones that didn't exist before and people will change and grow and they will push in ways they never did before. And you'll meet new people with whom you have to communicate and set and maintain boundaries with. So yeah, not easy, but it gets easier because as you hone your boundary skills, you will find yourself doing many of these things automatically and without much effort at all. And you will notice when your boundaries are being nudged rather than being oblivious until they've been knocked down and backhoed and buried. And people will gravitate towards you who like your boundaries and people who do not fit with your boundaries will often remove themselves before there's much friction because they'll feel uncomfortable around you. So the right question is, does this person respect my boundaries and provide value to my life? And any other relationship issue will matter only if the answer to that question is a resounding yes. What are your thoughts? Do you see where I'm going with this or do you think I'm way off base? How solid are your boundaries on a scale of 1 to 10? Have your boundaries saved you in relationships? Or have you found that you're still learning to set and strengthen them for yourself? Perhaps a mixture of both. Note, I'm specifically speaking of consensual and optional adult relationships. I'm not speaking of having children or people who are dependent on you for caregiving or more complex situations like that. I can't speak to every individual situation in general terms, of course. Thank you for joining me today. If you love this episode, please share it with others who would enjoy it. And please do join me on our new apps available in the Google Play and Apple App Stores. Dating Kinky, it's built by Kingsters for Kingsters, Polly, Queer, Trans Folk, and anyone not quite vanilla, and it's free. Find me on FetLife as Nookie Notes, and on Twitter, Pinterest, YouTube, Facebook, and Medium as Dating Kinky. We are on Instagram as Dating Kinky Official, all one word. Also, find me on the new Moan app in beta for iPhone. I'm Miss Nookie there. T-H-E-M-O-N-A-P-P dot com. Have a kinky day and I'll catch you next episode.